Quiet on the set. Okay, everybody, quiet on the set. Scene one, take ten, Marker. From the studios of the Modern School of Film, welcome to Murmur. My name is Robert Malazzo, and over the next hour together, we'll explore where culture meets craft. Today on Murmur, a view of one's own. Drummer, artist, Tom Green of Alt-J is with us. Welcome. to Murmur. Welcome back to Murmur. Robert Malazzo here with you. I am the founder of the Modern School of Film with you on Murmur Radio. The website is murmurradio.com. You can download the show, subscribe to the show, and review the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, social handles at MSF Murmur. That's Twitter, Instagram, if you have a subject you would like me to pair with a guest on the show, email me directly at the show, murmurradio at gmail.com. One word, send me the subject, I'll line it up with a guest, and we could bring you on. Don't have to, but it would be cool, be interesting. I think it would be interesting. I think you're interesting. Do you? <laughs> it's more important if you think you're interesting, but I would find you interesting. <laughs> Murmur Radio, glad to have you. Glad to have you back. Welcome. Every murmur is one subject and one guest. Today's guest I think of as an artist. You may have heard him as a drummer of the band Alt-J. He also produced a solo album 2016 called High Anxiety. He's a painter. He's trained as an artist. He's trained as a painter. He does his own work. I think he should do a public viewing of his work. It's really beautiful if you follow any of it on his social media accounts. His work as a craftsperson, as an artist, as a drummer, and of a man of sound, which is ironic because he lost most of his hearing by the age of six. Uh, by the age of 10, he had developed a kidney infection. He was diagnosed with Allport syndrome at 12 years old. And that diagnosis explained his physical obstacles, his health obstacles. Later, 2007, he received a donation of a kidney. I want to talk to him today more about the person who donated the kidney. But what's interesting is it's the same year that he met three young men who were to be his bandmates in Alt-J. They were studying together. They were studying art at a university in Leeds. One of the original members is no longer with Alt-J. But Alt-J is still alive and well. Tom is still alive and well. And I don't say that glibly because when I think of all these things and the, all the things 
things he's been through, all the things he endures, and the things that he continues to share with the people in his life and his fans. I thought the perfect subject for today's talk with Tom, because Tom is someone easily called a survivor. I thought the most appropriate subject for Tom today, and for us today, is perspective. It's hard to get. <laughs> it's easy to lose. It may be easier to lose than it is to attain, but it's that peace. It's that place where you can see everything outside of the feelings involved and really live and really make decisions and really feel clear-headed about things and really pat yourself on the back for all you've achieved and been through and also see what's ahead more clearly. We all look for perspective. We all look for that unique vantage. Things give us perspective. Art, I'm sure, gives Tom perspective. Painting, by definition, is perspective. One doesn't usually paint with one's eyes closed, although that would be an interesting experiment, and I'm sure it's been done before, but it by nature is a point of view, a perspective. I tell my film students that every shot of every film is a perspective. Cameras don't turn on themselves. Sound equipment doesn't turn on itself. We are hearing a privileged view. But it's not only the view. It's the moment. It's the thing we can attain to assess all. Be a little more reasonable and fair-minded maybe about certain things, but also sort of to collect and congratulate ourselves and say, hey, I'm doing okay, or I've done amazing things. And that part is tricky because, you know, when you add humility to that, it's hard to take a bouquet for a life that you're still living, but it's so necessary. It is necessary to take stock, to step back, to step sideways, to step underneath something and gain perspective. Perspective is multidimensional, and in fact, that's quite what it is, the Rashomon view of something. But it's really the lid. It's that final lid that allows us a freedom, freedom to be clear-headed, to assess, to breathe, to exhale, to take productive action, but also forgive for action that may not have been. Perspective often takes forgiveness. It takes travails. It takes trials. And today, frankly, squarely, it often takes a physical travail or trial. And Tom's been through them since he was six years old. As it leads to the question, can a child even have perspective? Perspective is something we kind of grow into or grow with or accumulate and then stop. But don't be afraid of it. It's not a retirement party. It doesn't mean you're old. It means you're wise. It means you're growing. I've been thinking a lot recently about the difference between change and growth. Change is constant. Change is inevitable. Change happens. Change is status quo. It is not the outlier. But growth is more rare, and I think perspective is a sign of growth. Having that perspective over the things in our life, over the articles of our life, and yes, saying, God damn, I got that. I got through that. <laughs> I'm amazing. Or God damn, I got to do that differently. Man, okay, so I can do this differently this time or next time. And what's also interesting about perspective, it also pushes us into really interesting directions we may not have gone towards otherwise. I'm sitting here using expressions like goddamn in my atheistic mind, but it is funny because, you know, thinking of death and thinking of mortality and thinking of physical peril, and I want to ask Tom this today because I wonder how close to death he felt or was or really was in touch with, but oftentimes I've never been in a near-death moment, but though I've been in a situation where an operation didn't have certainty attached to it. That said, 
Oftentimes in those moments, we pray. One prays. One wants perspective. I think that's a reach towards perspective. I don't think that's a flip of a belief. If you're an atheist or agnostic and all of a sudden you you say a prayer, I don't think it means you believe in that deity all of a sudden. I think it means you want perspective. You want to be above the water that you're drowning in. You want to see the act above it so you can reconcile it. You can balance it. These are balanced states. If we want to look at perspective as an upside, it needs a downside. So oftentimes that downside is necessary. I don't know if Tom even thinks he has it. So I'm going to ask him about it because I don't think it's something you can teach. I can't give you my perspective because by definition, it is my perspective. You have to go through these things. I can give you an experience. I can relay uh, a result. I can relay a journey. But that perspective, that's not perspective. The perspective of those things will really truly be yours as you live through them or as you stop for a moment. Maybe a perspective is just a stopping and assessing and seeing things and breathing and relaxing and distancing and separating. And sometimes we need these articles, art, writing, taking a drive, having a coffee, having a dog, having an animal in our life often gives us perspective on everything else. It gives us perspective on what a real crisis is and what a peeing on the carpet moment is. (laughs) What is perspective? Does Tom have perspective on his life? Metrically, he's not even halfway through it. So I'm going to force him maybe to gain a little perspective, but in a way, His journey and his response to this idea and to this question may give me perspective on my life. Maybe it will lead to my gratitude of what I go through or what I haven't gone through and yours as well. And that's perspective. Gratitude is a part of perspective. I would imagine someone who's gone through life and death battles, physical battles, waiting for a kidney transplant at a young age has a daily gratitude, waking up a daily gratitude. That is perspective. It's that daily moment that even if we're in our feelings about turmoil or a breakup or a loss or a change or an upheaval, it's that one moment I think we all experience. It's when we first wake up and we're not in touch with that. It's that slight transitional moment that we don't feel those things. We may arch right into those feelings again. Oh, right. I just got fired. Oh, right. I'm going through this. Or, oh, right. I got to talk to Rob Malazzo today on Murmur about perspective. So before those, uh, before the, before that foreboding hits, before that agitation hits, there's almost this calm, this transitional temporal calm. And I think that's part of perspective. There's more to it. It's not just a plateau. It's not just stillness. It doesn't mean you've stopped or retired or gone backwards. It means you're allowing yourself the counterweight to everything else. It's kind of like yawning. What is yawning? It's to reach for oxygen. That's perspective. So a yawn is a perspective. How's that for a takeaway? (laughs) Uh, No yawning today. Perspective with Tom Green. Now this. Bring in the LED. He's on. What's the story? We were able to save the left arm. What? I thought we agreed on total body prosthesis. Now lose the arm, okay? Jesus, Morton. Can can you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. We're going to blank his memory anyway. Well, I think we should lose the arm. What what do you think, Johnson? Well, he signed the release forms when he joined the force. He's legally dead. We can do pretty much what we want to. 
Lose the arm. Shut him down. Prep him for surgery. The entire outer skin will be like this. It's titanium, laminated with Kevlar. Go ahead. Shake his hand. Come here, Arthur. Where are you going? Oh! It's got a hell of a grip. It's 400 foot-pounds. You could crush every bone in your hand. All right, attach it to his shoulder. You're gonna be a bad motherfucker. We get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you... Robocop. Come on, come on, come on, come on. That's for you. That's for you. Go, Robo. Today on Murmur, we're talking about perspective. I find that the most complete vantage points we can acquire in life are often the most death-defying. Literally, people have to defy death to gain perspective. Perspective is much harder to attain than it is to lose. Today's guest attained his perspective as a child, faced with near life and death. As with any true warrior, though, that was only half the battle. The other halves include maintaining that perspective and spreading it. Well, today, let's play audience to his perspective, perspectives, and widening our own. He is a drummer, a painter, a fan of black currant jello. No one's perfect. <laughs> but mind you, more importantly, he's a survivor. Please welcome to Murmur into the Modern School of Film, Professor Tom Green. Hey, Tom, welcome to the show. 
Hi, thank you. That was an amazing introduction. I didn't expect that. Uh, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. So hot right now. It's 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 unbearable. We get this weather for maybe like a couple of weeks. We're not made for it, so we don't get like air conditioning. Motherfucker. And it's just brutal. So yeah. If you nod off, I won't take it personally. <laughs> Perspective. You know, we use this term in a movie script, like POV, point of view. And, and I always tell my film students, every shot is someone's perspective, whether it's the cinematographer, or the director. But I want to look at it like on a more on a kind of elevated level for a sec, because it's easy to lose, right? Things happen to us, and we're like, huh? Now my life's in perspective, and the next day we forget. Yeah. Do you feel like you sit? In a, in a disposition of perspective? I've always been very self-aware, but I've, I've become more and more self-aware. The last, say, five years, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about myself and how I uh, relate to the world and how the, the world relates back to me. I don't have it figured out. Like I don't have, I have opinions on things and I, and I, and I see things in certain ways and I subscribe to certain schools of thought, but I, the main thing is that I'm willing to, for that, for those things to be, for them to change. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like perspective is the fact that there's no perspective, but it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a weird contract. And we'll go back to your history because I think since you were a child, really, the earth was moving. But was there something five years ago or, or are you just kind of like reasoning it based on your, your, your work and your life that it was about five years ago things became a point of more self-awareness there was like a general shift you know say financially for example like in terms of success with with the band that kind of thing definitely had an impact on my perspective to get personal there was there was one um i had a quite a bad bout of depression which i think maybe did have an effect uh on me it still does um, but now I, I see that as quite a positive thing. Actually, I'm very lucky that I'm able to see it that way. Hmm. Uh, it's a weird, it's very, very hard to describe because it was, at the time, it was actually quite traumatic, but it, it ignited a certain part of my brain, which, which at the time was, was, uh, was frightening. And, um, it, but now I've tamed it, I think, I'm, and I'm, I'm taming it. Uh, and it's actually, I value it quite a lot. Yeah, which is which I'm incredibly grateful for. It's it's interesting. We're talking to Tom Green here on Murmur. It's really interesting, and and I battle with depression, so I appreciate your candor. Um, but you know, depression is an interesting perspective agent because, in a way, I'm going to be poetic for a second, and you can loosen this up if you want. Depression makes you question if you want to go forward yeah. at, at times, and that's a very general stroke. How does perspective how does depression for you contribute to perspective is that meaning when you're at your best you know your worst and that's perspective mm. the depression that i experienced and sometimes still do experience is is that it, it shows me what life really is in terms of what i really experience and that's not necessarily a negative thing to me it's like i wouldn't i wouldn't now I wouldn't want to. It's uh, hard to describe. Sorry. No, no, no. I, well, well, let me ask you a question as you gather a little bit, and I, and I, I know this isn't easy. You don't have to rush. You know, I was thinking as you were talking. I know for me, this is me, not you. My words, not you. You know, I'll give you an example. So when I started taking, like, say, anti-anxiety medication or antidepressant, I said to myself, "Oh, 
So this is what that feels like in the sense of that's, this is what the opposite of depression feels like. And I think when you taste that, it does define, like light defines dark, dark defines light, right? One doesn't exist without the other, right? So is it too on the nose to say a, a depression, a cloud of depression or more, make when you when you experience the light it does yeah. put things in perspective i think I, I you're exactly right yeah i think whilst in depression i've, I've experienced um pain like uh quite excruciating self-awareness to the point of um i i was completely cut off from from the outside world i think outside my head you know because my depression really put me inside my own head and 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 i and i couldn't interact with the outside world properly like i couldn't nothing had any color like nothing had any life whatsoever and experiencing that and then it really like having that perspective on life and reality and really believing that that's the way it is in every fiber of my being and 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 then to go to get to get better and be more positive and and still have that kind of memory or that that perspective with it that combined with with moments of um, real happiness and real um, con- connection with with the world and with people and with with nature and art everything like that when you have those two things combined I'm in a very fortunate place now where I think that I can use or tap into both yeah and the depressed state that I was in now I see it as a as a as a as a as a gift almost it's like i've been given that perspective but which i don't think many people have had that's so beautifully stated man and i also want to say i get worried when we live in a generation that wants to sanitize that out i get a little nervous when people say live your best life or are you living your best life i don't think that's what life is all about i think contrast not to minimize it to contrast but i think contrast gives you true perspective Mm -hmm. um so i i love what you're saying one more abstraction then we can look at your history a little bit because i find your history fascinating um do you think it's easy to lose perspective or harder to gain if you look at those two poles Mm -hmm. and which do you fall into more readily losing perspective or easily to gain perspective I, that's a good question is it's it's a great question tom don't soft pedal wow. it okay it's a great question jesus christ um, <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean it, it losing perspective i've lost perspective on a few things i think um i'm aware of it you know i, I could say for example say 10 years ago when i had zero money um i i didn't have a job that kind of thing and i struggled to uh to buy food that kind of thing like i now i don't know what that's like like i i, I remember it but i don't live i don't live like that like mm. and i often do have like a slight worry maybe that i've lost respect i've lost lost perspective on where i came from in terms of like geographically, like where I came from, where I grew up, like with the people that I grew up with, um, can I really relate to them anymore? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's a real answer, but I, I, I gain perspective, I say, quite regularly because I'm looking for it, I think. Hmm. Take painting, for example. Like I, I do that so that I can potentially feel and see something that I've never seen before. I'm looking for a different perspective. Like I, I would... If I was to live my life and look back, if I I don't want to regret 
not having experienced like a full spectrum of of what it is to be a human being. I know that I will never experience all of that, but I want to experience as much of it as possible. You know, it's interesting, and, and you're answering all my questions in spades. So I, I, the qualifier of whether or not you're answering it is just silly. So you're a silly man. Um, uh, but on a less silly note, you know, you you reminded me because I think I don't think of you as someone who's a drummer. But you are, you know, in a sense, I think you're of your diversity. But, uh, but, but your answer reminded me, you know, drummers have a unique perspective in a sense of point of view. You know, I've spent a lot of times with bands behind drummers on back lines and just looking. Do you reason that, you know, there's the, the, the stupid example I always use is there's a really cheesy movie that, um, Oliver Stone made of Jim Morrison and the Doors. I don't know if you ever saw the Doors movie. Well, the Doors movie is actually based on the book of John Densmore. John Densmore was the drummer. So it's interesting that that narrative is actually through his perspective. Do you think being in that position within a band architecture is, is a unique perspective or is that so cliche to think the drummers see it all? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think for myself, I, I'm in a fortunate position where I, like you said, and I find it extremely flattering that you don't see me as just a drummer, by the way, but I, I, I am a drummer and I play drums, but I don't see myself because I, because it's unique to me. Like it's, 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 I play because I play. I don't play to be a drummer. It's hard to describe. And I think my perspective, within the band is maybe a bit different from a lot of other dramas. Um, you have to think differently. You have to kind of take what, what's been given to you, like working with Joe, for example. I can immediately, I immediately know what to play. Then the challenge is, is turning that on its head and then turning it back around, you know, and, and trying to make it uh, just level up. And I was thinking of something your dad had said about your playing your physical playing stance which is maybe a little more cockeyed because of hearing and i want to talk about those sorts of things and do you feel you have a visual point of view that is unique sorry would you stop interrupting my fucking genius (laughs) question good christ why did you think you're on this to answer them or to listen it's just to listen to me i'm joking go on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think uh i think it must do I can play an entire show with my eyes closed, and I often do. Wow! Because I don't, I don't need to look, and also I find it hard to look at, a, at an audience of people staring at you. It's, it's the weirdest, most uncomfortable thing. Somebody look, make an eye contact with somebody, an audience member, while I, I'm on stage playing the drums. It's the most ridiculous thing. Like, I often do picture things abstractly in terms of many things really like collars often have form like sound definitely has form like abstractly in my mind's eye and with my hearing loss i think i i i find a lot of comfort in physical rhythm because it's very tangible and i can really feel it and and i've always been like that since i was since I was a baby, apparently, and I, I've always tapped on things. I, I used to get pulled aside at school constantly for tapping on the desk and that kind of thing. And it's and it's, it, it's because it just feels very, very comfortable. And the way that I play, like there's no cymbals, everything is very, the drums are, are designed to sound quite compact and, and uh, 
and punchy and uh and i can and i you know i sit on my my drum throne for example has a um, an amp connected to it so that i can feel it i guess it's it sends sonic pressure into my into my back like into my body so that when i hit the kick drum or hit the snare drum i get a different um say a low frequency for the kick drum a high frequency for the snare drum and i can literally feel it when i was thinking about your hearing loss and your your battles with hearing do you feel like it's heightened the other senses i mean this seems like like uh ideology 101 but for you is that true could you could you sit here and say that or do you think that's a little overstated it's hard to tell really it's hard to tell because being younger i was very very quiet around people and uh, it could have been down to my hearing you know if i wasn't hearing things and also back then hearing aids weren't that great like they it was the best that we had but they weren't that great and so I would often miss a lot, so I would miss what the teacher was saying. I would, I would miss um, if I was around a group of kids, like I would miss what they're saying. And I think I subconsciously learned to kind of back off, and I learned to to just not get involved, and I learned to just sit on the side. And I still do it now. Like if if, if I'm in a big, a large group of people, often I can't really hear 100% what is being said, and I tend to just drift off. And it, whether I drift off into my own thoughts or I look at my phone, wherever it is. So I think that's definitely given me other uh, ways of um, seeing things, I think. But I don't know if it's heightened other senses. I don't know. I think you answered the question perfectly because you're in the body of all this. So it's hard to it's hard to get perspective on yourself in some, yes. <laughs> you know, in some ways. Well you know, we're talking cheers. We're talking about Tom Green. I was thinking also about your childhood and correct any of this if it's wrong. Um the the majority of your hearing loss was by six. Is yeah. And and the kidney infection, then you endured you started enduring a kidney infection at 10, mm. diagnosed at 12 with Allport syndrome and i wanted to talk about this in a different way maybe when i think of that triptych of your life 6 10 and 12 just as a preteen can can a young person ever gain perspective is youth the opposite of perspective in, in, yeah. a, in a grand sense um i would like to think so but i do remember um being quite um aware that, that that it was difficult and I, and, and being aware of, of, of myself and not just like being like aware that like you know i might have like messy hair or anything like it, it like i had an extension existential kind of self-awareness of of um of how insane it is that, we, that you even have a functioning mind and like what is that and i don't know why i don't know if that was because of my kind of kind of introversion and my kind of tendency to go inward to kind of ignore what was going on around me but i do think that yeah i don't know if it, i would call that perspective though well i i find it uh you're disarmingly sensitive and in a way sensitivity can be i don't know if uh perspective needs a sensitivity or, or or rejects it because sometimes in our sensitivity we can't pluck ourselves out of it you know we can't step mm. back because we're so in our condition and and to me sensitivity is a compliment we're here with tom green on murmur uh, talking about alt j your band alt j you all met uh while you were at leeds 2007 but what i found interesting is um you were on 
kidney dialysis, you had a, a donor. Did you meet your donor? Did you meet your donor face to face? No, she was um, an anonymous uh, deceased donor. Yeah, yeah, I was on the list, and uh, I have—I think I'm O negative, which is—I think I could be wrong, but I think it's the the rarest blood group. And being young, I was I was near the top of the list. I think that's how it works. Yeah, I didn't know when it was coming. If it was if it was going to come, I had no family that either were willing to to check if they could or could. And yeah, after about four years, like it was anonymous. I wish I could have met her. It would have been, I mean, yeah. It's... Tom, I hate to be the bearer of a correction here, but you did meet her. Mm. It yeah. was the ultimate meeting. I mean, it's literally, you know, this connection. To talk about perspective, I think you did meet her. But um, yeah, did you think you were going to pass away? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, When I was 12, 13, I, I, um, I remember the the doctor telling me um that it was serious and that um this is what was going to happen i remember yeah having that appointment and then sitting outside and i think my dad had gone to do something and i just remember sitting there and being really like sad you know like quite taken back by it the dialysis itself um I, I I worried. The thing I worried about most of all was was having a heart attack, um, because it, dialysis is quite aggressive on your heart. Um, I had very high blood pressure. I would get palpitations regularly, like throughout the day. And then dialysis, I'd get palpitations. I would pass out sometimes. Um, I really and I was very very underweight, um, and I felt very aware of of that like i felt very very aware of my heart wow yeah and it, and, it, and it's only so long that you can be on dialysis because it, it it whilst it keeps you alive it also kind of shortens your life because it's it it's very uh, aggressive um so i really did think that maybe that that, that it wasn't gonna wasn't gonna be long what a brave fucking kid you are I mean, and a brave fucking man. But if we think perspective is a kind of inventory, like a mental inventory, when you felt those feelings, did you go through an inventory of your life? Like, I'm not going to screw a girl. Sorry, these are crude <laughs> ideas. I'm just saying that I'm going to do this or, or I need to do this quicker. Or I didn't really have that perspective. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see a potential life. I just yeah, I didn't see the life I could have had. Like I just was in that moment, and I was very depressed. I was so angry as well. Like I had a lot of resentment because it's so physical as well. It's it's hard to really kind of it can be very painful. Like you know, you, it just got through it by the day, really. You know, isn't it amazing that you can talk about these things? Here we are sitting here, not quite twenty years later. This is the height of perspective. You know, you're talking about the morass and looking into nothingness and dying. Yeah. And now we're talking about it and we're talking about air conditioning. You know, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. I don't think it makes it more trivial to talk about air conditioning. I think it makes it more beautiful yeah. because you were talking about the opposite of air conditioning. No, and right. I'm saying that because I think you're a tough man. You're a, a tough, strong individual. A couple more thoughts here with Tom Green here on Murmur. You know, I was also thinking about... 
atheism and agnosticism, and you know, you and I have seen a lot of movies, when people are near death, they pray. Yeah. I'm, ag- I'm agnostic. You know, it seems like your leanings are agnostic, maybe atheistic. Did you pray at all? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I used to go to uh, church as a kid, like now and again with my dad. And that's where I learned to pray that, I mean, at the time where I wasn't sure who I was praying to or, you know, or what it really meant, but I did, yeah, I used to pray for a, for a, for a, <clears throat> I used to pray for a, for that call, you know, for that, for the donor. Yeah, I did. When you got the call, A, do you recall the moment and B, did it change your religious views. <laughs> I mean, not to not to sound funny about it, but it is amazing, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. I know some people who are the most agnostic people in the world, and they say a little prayer. Let, let's say even being on an airplane, if an airplane, God forbid, <laughs> you know, even I just said God forbid, and I don't believe in God, you know? So isn't it fucked up? You know, mm-hmm. you and I are screwed up, but what I'm saying is when you got that call, did it change your, your religious views? Yeah. Because we're talking about losing perspective very quickly. <laughs> Did you get the call and think, oh, yeah. fuck God, and I got the call, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't remember there being um, any shift religiously, no. I mean, it was kind of, uh, as I imagined it, really, it, was, it was like four in the morning, um, and I was living with my mom. I was pretty miserable, you know, and, and I really had, I was, I was waiting for it, but at the same time, it was just shock when it came. Like, it was really, just couldn't believe it, and so... Pizza, my mum's night, something woke me up and we just left. We drove to uh, Plymouth, Plymouth Hospital, uh, drove there um, and it was brilliant. It was amazing because it was like four in the morning and the sun was coming up. And then we got there and then I and then I had to do a bunch of tests, you know, like I had to do blood tests and tissue tests and um, all that kind of thing. And they're also saying like, you know, it's a match, but we need to make sure. And so we don't want to. You know, it's not confirmed yet. And so I was like being quite, I was being quite grown up about it. I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to like give into it yet. I'm not going to break down yet. And and it went through. And, and before I knew it, I was going down to theater. And it was a long surgery. It took about eight hours. Wow. Um, yeah. And so I came around. It took me a few hours to come around. And then, and then I, the first thing I remember was it was somebody opposite me an old man, older man, and he looked like he was in the same position as me. So he was just coming around as well. And I was like, oh, the chances of somebody else has, has, has had an operation the same time as me. And then next day, I think I, I was speaking to him and it turned out, you know, not only did she, she donated, she had two kidneys. So she, I didn't even think of that, that the fact that she, she donated two kidneys. So she saved this other man's life wow. as well as mine. Wow. And who knows who, who, however many other lives she might save as well with 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 her with her life and and I just remember talking to him and and us both being like just so grateful you know it's been eleven years now and I don't often think about it I don't know her name I don't know anything about her like but I can picture her sometimes yeah I mean it's something that I would never ever change either like I would never see who I am. I know I've seen too many movies, but the the image of you and an older man in the same room with that realization, that, again, is that's the movie poster for perspective, not to diminish your life in any way, yeah. but how beautiful. Exactly. A couple of last thoughts. Tom Green has been generously here with us, sweltering 
in UK while I'm in American air conditioning's uh, finest finest hour. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to ask you a couple things about what may or may not induce perspective. I was thinking about flying for me when I'm coming in, not literally flying, but when I'm on a plane coming into land, you literally see the world in a different way. You see people and you see cars and you start to think, or I start to think, oh, wow, I drive a car. I take a left turn. It is like a train set. It is like a kind of matchbox village. And that does literally give me perspective. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Having a dog gave me perspective every day with him. I don't want to ask if art offers perspective because you know th that's like saying, do we breathe in oxygen and out uh, carbon dioxide, you know, we got it, you know, check, check. But, you know, <laughs> does nature induce perspective for you? Yes, I think, I think it does. I think uh, how organic we are and how um, I am, I am agnostic. I would even, I, I, I think I would say that I was a naturalist, if that's the right way to describe it. Like, I, I believe in the earth and I believe in that I came, that I came from it and, and the universe and, the, and what it's made of. And, and I am nature, you know, I am uh it's all I am, but it's but it's all I would want to be because to me that's the most beautiful thing is is the, the complexity and the beauty of nature and, and the fact that I'm part of that and I and I have this lens and this brain that, that is able to perceive things and and make my own mind up about them and, and paint for example I'm paint I'm, I'm I might not be painting a landscape but I'm painting I'm painting the the, the result of me being in this world like that's what i'm trying to convey in the most in the simplest form so nature nature is uh is yeah it's everything family guy gives me perspective but that's a different conversation for a different day um do you what happens at the beginning of every day do, is there a thing for you like is there a moment for you do you have to reset your world every day or do you feel the things you've gone through that sort of happens that you reset your world perspective every day at the moment there's not much thought when i wake up like I, i'm which is incredible because the first time in my life that i'm actually kind of just experiencing and enjoying waking up and not having to to fend off the thoughts um you know that i've been through periods where i couldn't switch off my mind for one second and 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 that is not like you, you can't live like that. I mean, at the moment, I'm in a kind of flow in terms of my working and my minimal social life and my what I do. Like, I walk my dog and I think about work. I think about work mostly. Like, I think about what I need to make, which is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because I can think my way out of working so that I once I thought about it too much to the point where it's like, what's the point in making it? But at the moment, I'm enjoying a period of uh, of sanity. I would say that's the only way I can describe it. It's just nice, uh, clean um, sanity. Just to end this idea of perspective, which seems a little melancholy, because why would you want perspective to end? That's kind of the point. It goes on and on. But I think the quintessence of it for me, having you talk about it today, is can perspective be taught, or is it? learned there are things we can only know if we go through them that's the Joni Mitchell lyric but can I teach you a perspective or do you have to acquire it it's not all or nothing but let's make it all or nothing can perspective be taught or does it have to be learned yeah I don't think you can teach it because it's because it's only it, 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 it's only it's relative to the individual so it, it's subjective I think it perspective is so uh 
it's so broad and so kind of abstract in a way that it's 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 not it's like it's like uh like an atom or whatever you know something that you want if it's observed observed it doesn't exist or if you observe it it moves or it it constantly is changing so to the idea of teaching someone perspective is kind of is the opposite of what perspective is like it's 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 your way of uh perceiving what you perceive and uh i don't to me it's it's something that we all share we we, we all experience it i mean and some people might not be aware of it they might, they might have a different word for it but i don't think you can i wouldn't want to try and teach somebody um because it's also it, it, that that would suggest that you're trying to teach them what you know or that you show them you're trying to show them things the way that you see them and and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you can do that really as i said goodbye you reminded me this is again another bit of stupid american references for the day uh you know there's a i don't know if you watch seinfeld the old seinfeld episodes there's a great yeah there's a great moment in one of them where george costanza jason alexander is thinking of breaking up with his fiance and they ask Kramer, and Kramer says something really interesting to him. He says, what does the man inside you say? And George says, I don't have a man inside. And Kramer says, we all do. Listen to the man. He knows. Yeah. Now, what's interesting you know, about perspective was round off. It is that other man or woman. Like, it is that other voice. But I'll just say this to you in closing, man. Maybe life and world was on the wrong side of that voice and maybe it still may be at times for you you're on the right side of that voice i, I think you're uh inspiring I, I do and i wouldn't tell you that to your face um so but so act like i didn't but you're inspiring you truly are inspiring man. thank you i appreciate that a lot i i i really do because uh it um it's very flattering to hear that and i appreciate the the chat i've really I don't do many interviews. Uh, I can't remember the last one I did. So I, uh, I really enjoyed it. And next time we do this, maybe we'll do this in London. I'd love to go to an EPL game with you. You know, even if you don't go, pull on some of your big band connections. Okay. I would, I would love to go to English Premier League game. I yeah. don't know if that, that's your bag. It's not at all. Um, but I, I'm always looking for new perspectives. So. <laughs> <laughs> thanks man Tom be well man safe travels and we'll talk again yeah thank you thanks thanks for having me I appreciate it cheers alright take care bye you got any double crunch yeah Kramer should I call Susan now what does the little man inside you say so you gotta listen to the little man my little man doesn't know the little man knows all my little man's an idiot <laughs> I want to thank Tom Green for being here with us today on Murmur sharing his perspective, of course, sensitively, candidly, honestly, vividly in detail. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you all for being with us today on Murmur as well. Download the show, subscribe to the show, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. If you have a subject that you would like me to match with a guest, email me directly at the show, murmurradio at gmail.com, and I will match it with a guest, bring you on if you'd like. If not, you could just sit back get your own perspective. You're a big part of this. See ya.